The Hillbilly Wreckers podcast is sponsored by Chicago Pizza Authority on Summit Street in Elgin. Take advantage of the school night special, a 16-inch one-topping thin crust pizza plus a two-liter of soda of your choice for just $18.99. Carry out and delivery only. A special thank you to Fonzie and the Dago Tees for use of their song, King of the Hill, as the Hillbilly Wreckers theme song. Welcome wrestling fans, this is a special, the Hillbilly Wreckers uh, podcast here. How can we call this? Legends Night? Yeah, like uh, <laughs> Hall of Famers, Legends, or we can do something like that, but uh, it's the first episode of yeah, the little sideshow of Hillbilly Wreckers here. Right, well we're going to actually dub this one um, a tribute to Trev, uh, oh. this is what we're going to call this one, and uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, uh, if you have not heard of uh, Trevor Blanchard, especially in the Chicagoland area, uh, you have been under a rock. Um, no matter if it's baseball, concerts, wrestling shows, car shows, you name it, somebody knows Trevor Blanchard. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, yeah, I guess. Um, even at a grocery store, I guess. Uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> It, it's definitely been uh, something else. But like he says, uh, been in for quite some time. You're one of the few that is still around from basically Windy City, you know, uh, where you got your start. Yep. And pretty much like he says, it's the the old school crew. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, I you know, um, I, I, I broke in in 1990, April of 1990, uh, with Windy City Wrestling. Um before Windy City Pro Wrestling, uh, because then I think it was, I was talking to a C-Red about that not too long ago. Um, <clears throat> I believe it was 96 or 97 when Sam sold WCW, Windy City Wrestling, the, low, the letters to uh, World Championship Wrestling um, and Ted Turner and, and, and that, whole, yeah. that whole group. And... Uh, <clears throat> None of us boys saw have money. Yeah, well. It was all Sam's, but um, I guess that's what you do when you own a business and, you know, you, you reap the uh, rewards of, of, of selling the rights of, of three letters and, you know, look at look at where it went. and Yeah. And then it tanked. And <laughs> well, I mean, so, it's uh, uh, one of the uh, few, if not the only, independent promotion to run the international amphitheater so uh that is speaking for itself um yeah um you know i i I broke in in april 90 and i was fortunate enough to have my very first match um in july um it was at the uh, bremen town mall in tinley park and um Larry Twin Turbo Larry um, didn't make it, and right. Mike Rasher came up to me and he's like, uh, "You got your gear?" And I'm like, uh, "Yeah, right here." And he's like, "Okay, follow me." And going to to the baby dressing room, and uh, Frank the Tank is there, and uh, whoever I I can't remember, uh, probably the Dream Warriors, um, but I was 
wound up wrestling in the very first match of that afternoon because the match started at noon inside the mall right uh, against Gigolo John and Mercedes with his manager um, Zebra Kid uh, Gary Gronke was our referee and I had never met Gigolo I had never met Zebra until we were actually in the ring didn't get a chance to say hi didn't go any, over anything the only thing I knew was I was getting pinned with the perfect flex right that was it that was it that's all I knew um, and I had actually spoke about this um, at um, Gigolo's um, uh, wake. Uh, he passed away a few years ago, and um, you know we were encouraged to give a story of, of him. And um, once once uh, Gigolo Mark got out of out of wrestling, he he became a crooner and would sing Sinatra songs and Dean Martin songs and stuff. And so there was guys uh, like. Uh, Mo Mo Kara uh, Tony Ocean um, um, Ron Onesti from Onesti Entertainment he owns the Arcada and Display Theater and um, they told stories and then I got up there and told my story about you know 22 year old kid in a ring never you know never been in front of a crowd before and I was nervous I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna not deny the fact that I wasn't wasn't because Frank the Tank was like hey kid put your hand out my hand is, is shaking so right. so um you know Mark could have um you know just beat the snot out of me but he was so humble and gracious and giving to somebody that he never even met before right. and and the fact that he did that at the at the time when that happened. I didn't realize what he did, and it wasn't until years later. Okay, um, but he made me look like a star in front of people that had never even seen me. I mean, he let me arm drag him, body slam him, chop him, drop kick, back elbow. Um, yeah, it was it was uh, like I said, you when you're young in the business and you're breaking in and and you. Are given that opportunity, um, and all you, all I, all he knew that I knew was the basics. That was mm-hmm. it. And and um, he took care of me. And like I said, he could have just beat the crap out of me, but he didn't. And uh, you know, I'll, I'll forever remember right that that you always remember your first match, and it, and it was good. It was good. There was a couple of hiccups on my part, but. Uh, you know, besides that, it, it was, uh, it was, it was good. I, you know, out of 10, I'd give it a, like a seven maybe, mm-hmm. um, because it was, it was back and forth. He did his heel stuff and, you know, I'm doing the old Sonny Rogers stomping and everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh. So, but, um, yeah, eventually, uh, that was 90, I think it was 91 that we eventually, uh, wound up going to the amphitheater, which right. I mentioned before. And um, speaking of the amphitheater, uh, for those yeah, of you, you that some good so for those of you that have never been to the amphitheater, these were the things that were yeah. sold. Yeah. And that one, okay, yeah, that one, that, yeah, were, that, one that were sold uh-huh. at the shows for like a dollar or two dollars, and it was just all it was is just cardboard, colored cardboard with photos yeah. of. All these guys, Tito and Bruiser and Blackwell and and uh, Brunzi and uh, uh, Spike Huber, who was just at the uh, uh, Southern Illinois Championship Wrestling um, uh, show um, in St. Louis this past Saturday. 
which was his first appearance at something like yeah. that in a long, long time. There you had the former governor, Jesse Ventura there, Adrian Adonis, our adorable Adrian. And then you got the promoter, uh, local promoter, Bob Luz, Fern Gagne, or any of the big cat lad. Bob uh, Luz. It, it, what I have in my collection, I, I, I love because this guy definitely had fun. Mm. Uh, what, you know, doing his commercials, you know, I mean, yeah. <laughs> with Moose Cholock. Yeah. Boba Brazil did it. Yeah. Uh, uh, they, they talked about, they talked about the, um, the place one stop. And I think it's still in business uh, where he, Bobo stated he would buy his beer at Chitlin's Body Case. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, this was the other thing, cool thing. So. First time I actually went to the amphitheater was mm. with my dad in 81 or 82, and I was in eighth grade, and uh, in the wintertime, we couldn't go outside for recess. So we were inside for like, I don't know, 20 minutes right. break or whatever. So I would go to shows, and I'd get these, and I'd bring them to, the, bring them to, the to class. Okay. And, you know, all the guys are like, oh, wow, look, he's bleeding. There's Hogan and stuff, and right. Black again. You know, the, again, this is the stuff that, you know, was there, and I would take this to class. <laughs> and the girls would be like, oh, that's gross. Oh, that's disgusting. And then, he, and then here you have handsome Jimmy Valiant. Yeah. Uh, Wilbur Snyder, my dad called him Wilbur Wiener. <laughs> so, yeah, it, you know, it was. It was those, uh, those are, I've got one myself. I've got a, in a friend, though, but those are, if I come across those, uh, yes. Yeah, if you do, yeah. Um, definitely, oh. and I've got so many. And oh, you actually leave that here, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually, I actually blessed um, Adam Pierce, who mm. uh, started here in Chicago um, a couple of years ago. I had uh, took them to a printers, and they put them on a thumb drive, and they right. printed them up, and I mailed it down to him. He's got them all in his nice. garage now. Oh yeah, they're nice. Um, so yeah. Um, Adam, Adam's, a, as you guys should know, Adam is a part of uh, an on-air character with uh, Raw and SmackDown on WWE uh, TV. And, uh, yeah. you know, like, like I said, he, he started here in Chicago at uh, PWI with Sonny as his trainer. Okay. And, and myself helped uh, assisted him, and so did Jimmy Blaze. Yeah, Jim. So, yeah, yeah uh, very, very proud. Yeah, of I actually came across a couple of his matches uh, when he did some work for uh, Carmine, you know. Yep. Uh, one against, uh, I think it's uh, a young Ace Steel. Uh, definitely Ace Steel. Okay. Yeah, I, I can't remember the other one. Billy Joe. It's possible, okay. but I, I I got the two and I sent it to him and okay. stuff like that. And just for him to say, man, I haven't seen these in years. This was great. Thanks mm -hmm. a lot. So, I mean, it's... Yep. Uh, yep. As I told him when I find them, you know, I'll... Send them. Send yeah, them send, them, send them stuff. Yeah, I'm, you know, um, when I broke in in 90, so I was there in April. I think it was a few months later that, that um, Mike Anthony showed up. Uh, it was like two or three months. We were mm -hmm. really close. And then... After we, you know, got our first matches under our belts and stuff, Sam put us together. Right. And for every fair show and every show that we went to, a new, you know, Mike and I opened up the show. Right. Uh, first match, and you know, we were married to each other for about a year and a half. <laughs> and, you know, um, and 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 I took the super superplex off the top rope every night. Oh. <laughs> no, no. Mike Anthony, you definitely. Uh... 
That's a guy uh, you need to have on this show too. Yeah, he he's definitely. I I didn't have a chance to get him on on the mat. Yeah, you know, but well, I he's definitely... he's been he, he moved out to Connecticut, I want, and he's back. He's oh, back yeah. in Chicago. Now, okay, so. no, Mike Anthony uh, definitely uh, one of the guys in the business that uh, you know respect loyalty. You know, mm-hmm. real nice guy. Yeah, I wouldn't want to make him mad though. He'll tie you in a knot real yes. fast. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we, we had we, we had a lot of we had so much fun, and you know, um, I know you before we started taping. I know you guys wanted stories. Well, here's a story about Mike Anthony. Um, we were doing a show out in Indiana, and where we were changing, we had to walk through where the carnival rides were to get to the ring. Okay. Okay. So. Um, Almost like gosh, gosh. Somewhat. <laughs> somewhat. So, Screamer and Brood, the Dream Warriors, they like ribbon. Right. Okay. So, all the heels go out and the babies, you know, come out for, you know, they're kind of around the ring and then the bell rings and they slide in. Well, right. this time, the Dream Warriors jumped inside the ring. <laughs> well, what Mike Anthony didn't know, and I saw this, as they're coming through, they diverted... And there is a truck with food. And they grabbed, each one of them grabbed a barbecued turkey leg. Oh, no. And they're hiding, they're hiding it behind themselves. Uh-huh. Bell rings, Mike Anthony gets on in, and boom, all you see is meat and barbecue flying. And then it comes from the other side. Boom. <laughs> in the summertime. Oh. And we had no shower. No showers. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Wow. I can't. <laughs> Barbecue sauce and turkey meat and fat just yeah. flying everywhere. Everywhere. Stickiness the rest of the afternoon. I, well, no, I was a ma- that was a final match, but I, you know, Sam was a little upset, but, you know, <laughs> and I think Grasher grabbed some paper towel and stuff and wiped him off Mike's. Mike's back and stuff but like i said there's no there's no there was no showers i remember another show we did so as everybody knows al snow mm-hmm. okay al snow and mickey doyle out of michigan would come in to windy city and they wrestled as the kangaroos yes okay so we were at an outside show in wisconsin or indiana i don't remember but uh mickey doyle got busted open <laughs> And again, there's no showers at the, you know, there's no shower. We're in the side of a tent and stuff. And yeah. So Mickey, Mickey got busted open, or and and, and uh, he came back to the to the tent or wherever we were, and um, there was a horse trough. So he goes over and he dunks his head, right, and to get the blood off, right. And he lays, and the next week. He's got a huge, huge, still a huge band-aid. And I'm like, I said, how bad was it? He's like, it was bad enough because the water the horses drank in and it got infected. Oh. Yep. Oh. Oh. Yes. Oh. Don't, if you're going to spew, spew that no, way. Okay. <laughs> oh, give me chills. <laughs> yeah, it, was, yeah, it got oh, infected. It got uh, infected by the water. I'm just, so, yeah. <laughs> oh, like, oh. So, um, so yeah. So, um, getting getting back to uh, Mike Anthony. Mike Anthony and I, we opened the show. You had mentioned about the amphitheater and stuff. And um, so, let me go back. My my dad first took me there 
uh, like I said, 81, 82. And it was, it was like the Madison Square Garden of Chicago. Right. Um, before there was uh, uh, the Chicago Stadium, before there was the United Center, before there was the Rosemont White Horizon, which is now the All-State Arena, there was the International Amphitheater. They did wrestling there. They did boxing there. The Beatles played there. They did roller derby there, the concerts. Um, uh, they did the car show there before uh, McCormick Place. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, they did um, uh, They did the circus there. Um, they Anything that needed to be done inside arena was done at the amphitheater. Yeah. So um, I remember my dad taking me there in the first. The, I don't remember. I, I've got the sheet. It might even be in there. But all I remember is the main event. It was Dick the Bruiser versus King Kong Bruiser Brody in a Texas death match. And, um, you know, it was, it was something about how the guys back then there was no guardrails. So yeah. the Andy Freen security would walk the guys through the crowd to the ring. They had a certain way that they would bring right. all the guys to the ring. It was just something <laughs> about that. And, you know, my first love was baseball. Still is. I still mm -hmm. love baseball. But my second was love was wrestling. And um, I had actually gotten uh, open trials for the Cincinnati Reds and the Pittsburgh Pirates right out of high school. And uh, the summer after I got out of high school, and um, I wound up um, – Going to both. The Cincinnati Reds liked me. Uh, they said, hey, you know, why don't you come on down to Florida and uh, pay your way, but we'll, you know, pay, you'll, we'll take care of your hotel and stuff until it's time to go. Or if, you know, we wind up signing you, then we'll sign in. Being young and stupid and thinking you're, you know, uh, invincible. I was playing football with guys from work and had two guys fall on top of me dislocated my right shoulder separated my joint oh. on a sunday and then tuesday i was on the operating table. so there went the uh, baseball baseball career but then you know i went for my second love and right. uh you know started in 1990 and 30 plus years 30, later 33 this past april just yep. 33 <clears throat> and uh uh you know mike and i mike anthony and i um open Battle of the Belts, the first one uh, nice. at the amphitheater. We opened that show. And again, I took the suplex yeah, off the top yeah. rope. <laughs> um, and then I ran, I was fortunate enough to wrestle there two more times, once against uh, Twin Turbo, <clears throat> Larry, and then um, uh, Christopher Daniels, who now. is, is uh, uh, currently, he's uh, an agent with, or a producer with uh, AEW. Is he really? Yes. Oh, nice. Yes. He has been since the onset. Okay. You know, I actually was not aware. And I've always admired Chris Daniels' work. Always. I mean, he, he was one of them students that took it to that level. He, he had it, you know, and he's been in the business, you know, 30, just as long. 30, 30, yeah. At least you 30. Know, yeah. I mean, Chris Daniels is just, you know, through Ring of Honor and everywhere I've seen Mm -hmm. You know, Daniel Curry Man and TNA. Uh, yeah, it's just yep. phenomenal. Yep. Uh, real and a real nice guy too. Mm -hmm. You know. Uh, but you know, speaking of the uh, the Christ Christopher Daniels match, mm -hmm. I we, have, we got a video. I have actually got it. Ah. So probably YouTube or uh, no, 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 no. This is the libraries of Studio yeah, 444. Right. Uh, no, this did actually come from your archives. Oh, yeah. And uh, like you said... Eddie Mansfield. Ugh. Sorry about that. <laughs> you guys know the story on him, right? 
Uh, yeah, he he was the one that tried to blow the whistle on everything. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, Mr. Bill. Yes, uh, a, another a yep. real nice guy. Mm-hmm. And yeah, um, uh, very. Uh, I understand uh, music. You know, talented. You know, with the guitar. I mean, he was uh, a musician. So. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Gary Gracky, both, both those guys are not with us anymore. Um, if you look there in the blue, that is actually Rob Curick and Sue. Yeah, gentleman uh, in the in the yellow and his wife. They come That's to t- all. Um, Tick Jackson. Yeah, yes. yeah Jackson, and uh, they still come to shows yep. even today. There's Sam. So I got it. I got to tell you, the first time I wrestled there against Anthony. Um, God, that looks just like it's like Kyle. <laughs> it's like Kyle when he was uh, Kyle Blanchard, you know, like what? what? <laughs> oh my God, it look, guys look identical. <laughs> um, um, Eddie's not with us no more. I missed the hell out of Eddie. We had so much fun together. He called me, so me and Ace Steel uh, were first tag partners, and then uh, Danny Dominion came along right. to help train them. Uh, and and Eddie was our was our um, uh, manager, and he was like, "Hey, where's my three skinny kids?" But um, yeah, getting back to first time I wrestled there, you know, there was a couple dressing rooms downstairs, but then there was an upstairs part, and I walked up there and I, was, I put my bag down, and I'm just like thinking, "Wow, I'm in the same dressing room that Bakui, Kahina, Brazil, Gani, Vern Gani." Blackwell, she got an LKC. Andre the Giant. Right. I'm in the same locker room that these guys that I saw with that I saw when I was a kid. So it was very it was a very, very I, I guess you could compare it to if you were a major league baseball player and you grew up in Chicago and you were able to play in your in either Wrigley Field or Comiskey. Right, man. Oh yeah, absolutely. Now, uh, now going going back. In the <laughs> now, have you have you seen this? I watched a little bit earlier during okay. uh, you know, okay, like rehearsal or warm ups or whatever. Yeah. But, like, now, uh, going into this match, how much was was there a build up? You know, leading up to this action. Yeah, because this is a title match right here for people who are listening. There was some. There was some build up um, at. Slag Valley Studio, which was uh, down by 104th and Torrance, um, where we did all of our tapings. Um, I I beat Daniels in a non-title or a regular title match. Um, and, and, and but I mean, it wasn't like a huge, huge buildup, right? So. Um, it, it was. I mean, there was other matches. I think this was the show that Darkman appeared. If you remember that. No, actually, no. Everybody thought it was Sam, and, it, and everybody was shocked when Sam walked out with Gratchy. Okay. Darkman was in the ring. So. Interesting. Something you don't see often, huh? An arm drag off the rope. Yeah, very smooth. Very, yeah. yeah, I um, I probably be probably been in three years already. 
and I at this, at, at this point, and I was, and I'm not trying to toot my horn, but I was, I was spot on with, with taking stuff and, and, no, and, and I, making I, it, making it look as, as smooth as possible and, and like, quote unquote non reversed. No, no, absolutely. I, I have gone on and said, said this is. This match was just smooth. The only, the only, parts. the only thing that Ed didn't like was that I pulled up my elbow pad mm-hmm. when I was laying on the mat. So now, like, what are you, what are you drawing at the ref right here now? What, what do you remember t- saying? Uh probably about his kid pissing on the fence. Uh, Medler, <laughs> the Medler. Medler's not with us anymore. Yeah, his son came to the school one time, and I caught him outside pissing on the on the fence. So I was. It was probably something to that that degree that I was, uh, you know. I'm like I said, is your kid outside pissing, or is he sitting inside the arena somewhere? And, you know, the things that could be said during the match, right? That nobody knows. <laughs> yeah, right. and that's 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 the that's the best part of it. That's the best part. That's the best right. part. You know, especially when you're Bobby. Eaton. That was a Bobby Eaton move. Especially when you're at a show and. You uh, tell the guy to lighten up, and he doesn't lighten up. So when you take him outside, you whack him with a chair. <laughs> you remember that in both, in both sides. Well, no, I didn't whack him with a chair. I no, that was that was when uh, uh, I went to go bring him over, and he hit me in the head, back of the head twice. It was that shoot fight or whatever. It yeah, it was in Hillside. Yeah, it was in Hillside. It was turbo shoot. Yeah, I was going to put somebody in the hospital that night. Lighten up, and Nick. I told Nick if he if he doesn't tell him if he doesn't lighten up, he's going to the hospital. <laughs> I'm giving. You know, he didn't know who I was. He was like, "Well, he didn't get shit on me." Is what what I found out later. Yeah, I mean, he it, uh, one of them flash in the pan type. I can do this, and yeah, he know. was an MMA fighter or something like that. And he shot at me. Sorry, nope. I, hey, I gotta go to work tomorrow. Who <laughs> <laughs> are you? I mean that mullet though, spot on. You love it? <laughs> I mean, you like it? Yeah, I had the side shaved and everything, baby. Yeah. Ninety-three. Steve Regal and uh, Scott Thomas are doing play-by-play. Okay. I got something interesting to tell you guys. So all the years before getting into wrestling, uh, when I was playing baseball, I got my knee hyperextended a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I was out like two, three weeks, wasn't able to play. What happened was a guy slid. And you know how you can slide and stand up at the base? Yeah. Well, his, Pop up his, his front cleat got a hold of my shoelace and snapped my knee back. Boom. So um, that was the only injury. I've been wrestling for 33 years and I've never done anything in my knees. Mm-hmm. No torn meniscus, no ACL, nothing. And I probably wrestled over a thousand matches mm-hmm. in 33 years. Okay. I would guess. I can believe that. I never really. I never really ever had like an injury that kept me out. I mean, you, know, right. you get bruises or whatever, or fat lip. Or, yeah, it's all part of it. But um, yeah, I uh, you know this as far as serious, right? Yeah. Right. This type of match here, nice and smooth. And you're telling your story back and forth, um, and just more or less, uh, it's just one of them moments that you being at where you're at and a newcomer to the business, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, it was done right. Yeah, know? he had less than a year in. Yeah, he was in with the right people. I mean, I, a lot of people, as you know, 
have said negative things about me, this, that, or the other, whatever. Right. Whatever the you know whatever they you know their beef with me is or whatever, and nobody's ever said a word negative about my work. Right. And I prided my prided myself in you know doing whatever needed to be done to get the match over. Um, you know, as you know, right. you don't you probably don't. I've worn dresses to put matches over. Yeah, no, it's you, just it's just it's just you know part of what you know uh, you do. I yeah, mean, come on. Yeah, I, you know I remember there was an incident where not an incident, but there there was build up. Somebody was supposed to wear a dress, and he didn't want to because he was going to have his friends and family there. And I'm like, dude, it's a puppet show. Right. No, what difference does it make? And you know, <laughs> he never wore it. I was like, I was totally pissed about the about that whole situation. But you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Sorry. You know, you know, besides your wrestling, you know, and everything that you've, uh, you know, had your, you know, hands in, uh, I, I will say uh, that I'm thankful to uh, have had you on, you know, my on the mat show mm-hmm. with T. Yes. Billy Whack. Yes. Uh, you know, a lot of people said that a three-person panel wouldn't work. You know, oddball, you know, it's, it's the right. I, yeah, and stuff it was, like that. It was the three stooges basically, <laughs> of, you know, and I'm not saying that in the negative light. It, it just, you know, we played off of each other with our characters uh, and, and it, and it worked. Yeah, I was, I was I questions. Was, I've got questions, you know, Billy Wack questions. I got, Hey Billy, you know, he's got, you know, Billy Wack, uh, Richard T yourself. Definitely like, Places. Uh, earlier, we were kind of showing, uh, you know, clips of the 300th episode, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, 300 plus episodes and uh, definitely a fun time. It was a platform for the guys before a lot of this social media broke mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, we, it was on public access. Yeah. I mean, by the time we were done, you're looking at Five different playbacks, two hundred suburbs. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I mean, I remember being a kid watching it. <laughs> you know, so, really? Why is it on Access? It was something was else. Something right um, now, working the talents of Richard T. Billy Wack. How did you like working with them and doing what we were doing at that time? You do things to number one entertain ourselves. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Try to yes. We were entertaining ourselves uh, during the show, but I, I felt that we were not only entertaining ourselves, but we were. It was it was to entertain the people that were watching to make them, yeah. wow, this is really interesting, or you know, to get them come back because that's the thing. That's why you sell tickets at a show. Yeah, you want them to come back mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. and see what else is going to happen. Same thing with the TV show. You leave them in a cliffhanger at the end, right? Yeah. Or like a wrestling show. Oh, Steamboat's got got him pinned. One, don't we gotta go? And boom, they go to the they go to yeah. the next show, and then you have to go back the next week to six oh five on on TBS yes. to yeah. find out what happened, and then they'll uh-huh. and then they show it. But it's 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 you know it, I'm telling you it was for what we were doing at that time was unique. Yes, and. and had so much fun, so many great memories um, with with both Billy and and 
and Richard T. Yeah, I've uh, you know I've kind of kicked around to try to you know corner these guys and you know kind of. <laughs> well, I do know that Richard lives out in Indiana. Yeah, still he, he's still and out he's, in that same and area. He's, and he he works a lot. Yeah, that much I do know. Billerwack, I uh, you know I know he's got this new thing going. Um, the wrestler uh, superstars. Yeah. And so I missed the first but, one, and I, I'm kicking myself in the ass. But I don't, I don't know, you know, what else he's doing. You know, yeah, he's working job. with that shoot yeah. job. I, I, yeah, so I, you know, Billy Wayne, might, he don't might, work. He, it, Billy Wayne, I've never might be hard for him to, to get away. <laughs> but you never know. You know, you okay. dangle that carrot. You <laughs> never know. He might, he might come. And, and this is no kidding. This is no kidding. And I never heard Billy Wack especially with on the mat talk about work you know you talk right. about yeah this asshole work and i was driving local or truck yep, at yep, a time yeah you know richard t yeah you know I'm, maybe you know, run maybe he plays the ponies i don't i don't know but i have <laughs> never heard. questions billy whack we got questions yeah there you go billy <laughs> whack we have questions <laughs> oh my goodness uh, uh, oh funny stuff funny stuff but, yes but uh yeah i you know Looking back on it, it was it was very unique for the time, what we were doing. Nobody else. I don't think anybody else was really doing it. Yeah. Uh, at least here in the Midwest. I don't know about across the country, but yeah, you it, know. it was definitely you know <laughs> something fun. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're kind of fast forwarding here a little bit now. You see both of your sons top of their game. Brian Allen, he, very well known over the you know all across the Midwest. Kazile making he's getting strides. You know he's he's growing into the character that he's doing. Uh, their ring work, their ring ethic. You know uh, even in and outside of the ring. You know you, you've got to be proud. You know because those are two kids that I've actually had the honor to watch grow up uh, along with my son. Mm-hmm. But as a dad, I mean seeing both of your kids in there. I mean. Um, yeah, proud. Um, you know, it was never something that I expected them to jump into. Uh, the situation with Brian, which I think he explained here, uh, not too long ago on your first episode, I believe, or second episode, Mm -hmm. um, that, you know, it was a situation where, they needed a second ref. Jimmy approached me about it. I had to go to his mom, and she was she was okay with it as long as he didn't get bumped. Right. So you know he trained and trained, and and uh, I think one of the first shows he did was the uh, benefit show um, for there was a high school. Okay. Over near Addison, I think mm-hmm. I can't, it was, it was slated to close or something like that. And there's people that knew, uh, somebody at the school and Hey, we'll do a benefit show. And yada, yada, yada. So that was, that was, I believe that was his first show kind of being involved. Okay. Um, <clears throat> and I remember he had, he was the only ref for the show that we did at a bar where Scott Spade managed Vito, I think, Tomaselli against yeah. Matthew Brett. It was, yes, it was yes, just, yes. And they were legitly Drink, yeah. drinking Jack Daniels. And you know what? Yes, I actually have that footage. <laughs> uh, because when I put that uh, Matt Tribute video together. Yeah, yeah. Yes, um, 
Yeah, definitely. And yeah, Brian was in. Yeah. Yeah. I remember seeing yep. something else. So um, I feel Brian doesn't think he's as good as he is. Mm. Although I do know a lot of guys, especially when he was working up with uh, BCW and Frankie, they, they, you know, or if those guys came down to Powell, um, they wanted him as his rep. Right. I, th I feel that he should pursue it a little bit more. Uh, much like how Dan Perch does. Dan Perch, you know, put himself out there. He was working with GCW and yeah, a couple yeah. of other promotions that, you know, he, I mean, the kid's been to, to Japan. Yeah. You know, no, so, Perch is great. I, 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 mean, <laughs> I mean, I know what it's like to get yourself out there. And even when I was doing it, I, I was all over the place too. Mm -hmm. yeah. And Trev will attest to this. My problem was, I was too tall. Here's a funny story on that. Yes. <laughs> so Nick and I go out to the Mark of the Quad in Moline, Illinois for yeah. WWF uh, Attitude Era. Right. Yeah, uh, 97, 98, 99, something like that. So we get out there and Jack Don's there and front and back. And I think Joe Moriello was there talking and, and uh, Steve, Steve Austin came by and said hi and yada, yada, yada. And, here comes Hebner, bro Hebner, and I don't know who brought it up, but you know, something, something about yeah. I think it was my size about. Well, you know, Hebner said, you know, I, I didn't look like a wrestler, so like, what are you doing here? Right. You know, type thing. So right. yeah, I don't know who it was. It might have been Road Dog, but anyways, uh, it was brought up that he's a referee, and I think Hebner said, well, "You're too damn tall to be a referee." So I'm like, <laughs> just put me in with the big guys. <laughs> I got that look like it don't work that way. <laughs> you know, so, but, yeah. but yeah, um, yeah, I, I was too tall. A, a too six tall. foot, six foot two ref doesn't look good, you know, when you're tall. Bob Holly or, or, yeah. or, or, or uh, Crash Holly and, and Molly yeah. Holly or something. Yeah. So, I mean, yep. but, um, but yes, I, I get it about putting yourself out there and so forth. I mean, and it's hard work. Yeah, know? I mean, I strongly yeah. believe that Brian will make it. No, I mean, I, I hope too. It, it's only a matter of time. <laughs> I mean, I, I strongly believe he'll he'll make it up there, but um, you know, and then and then and then Kyle, he just worked with Impact. Uh, yeah, last and, month. Yeah, he's getting that, his name out there. Got and, that. Um, I helped him get that set up through uh, Rhino. Mm -hmm. um, and um, I guess he he did okay. Right. What what he did? I mean, he didn't have a match or anything. Right. No, um, it was just like a secure little yeah security, yeah, security. Thing. yeah. But hey, you know what? It, it's your, there. Your face is on there. TV. Yeah, face is on TV. So. No, right. And even you know, like working with Rhino, uh, Brian Allen occasionally goes up to every Michigan, month. Yeah, you know, every month he I goes think. up there to a ref. Uh, and know, that's actually promotion. he's working with him next Thursday. Okay. Yeah. You know, so yep. it, it, it's definitely some, you know, something else. And like he says, I've I've watched these two guys, you know, you know, grow up too. So mm -hmm. you know, yeah. <laughs> somehow it sucks when you're getting old, man. Yeah, well, for you, you look at it. But yeah. I, well. um, you know, I was actually having a conversation with Kyle about about it the other day, and and, and he he a lot like me loves to be challenged, mm -hmm. um, like you know with my work or whatever, my regular job. Um, but he, he feels that, um, he need, he wants 
who's ever he whoever he's in the ring with he wants them to be better than him so that he can make himself better right uh you know for them right you know you you gotta you gotta have that competition to why you know to where you're you're trying to outdo this guy but then you top you know what i'm saying right, yeah the stepping stones of of not not like burying a guy but work harder to make each other look better and and make make things uh, right. better for the match itself but also still have the clear head which i've seen a lot of younger guys do of course like you say a little bit challenging so now they're going to try something they're they're not good at or move too fast and then it turns in it, it could go south real fast right. Okay, Kyle, I've said it time and time again, like, like with Mason, they know how to challenge each other, but they kind of like know where they're at to make sure they're not putting each other at in danger or whoever they're working with. Right. You know what I mean? Yep. And I, You know, the, the, the business has changed a lot since I broke in. Um, you know, I was, I was taught to... When you go into a locker room, especially if you've never been there before, you walk around, you say hi to everybody, yeah. introduce yourself, and then you find a seat and you just keep your mouth shut and your eyes open, your ears open. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if somebody asks you something, then, you know, so right. be it. Um, recently, I've had that ha- not happen to me where somebody was in a locker room and didn't walk up and introduce themselves. And I'm like, wow. I see that see that a lot sometimes, you know. Yeah, and, and you know what that is is, is that that is that goes to the training. That mm-hmm. that boils right down to the training. Uh, whoever whoever their trainer is, and and you know, unfortunately, some guys will train for six months, a year, get you know maybe twenty or thirty matches underneath their belt. And they come into money and they buy a ring and, hey, I'm going to start running shows and, you know, I'm going to be the boss. I'm going to put the belt on myself. And You know what? And you can agree to this. You weren't in the business when this was going on, but when they got rid of, you know. The commission. The The athletic commission. Yeah. When they got rid of the athletic commission. Uh, Push them up a little. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> but when they got rid of that, it seemed like everybody and their brother bought a ring. Mm-hmm. You know, and that is no kidding. And I still have my patch, uh, my card mm-hmm. that says, and I'm one of the last of the ones to actually get yeah. my my card and all that because you had to be licensed. Here in the, you know, what was it, 2001? I think so. Because I, I, so. I started in 99. Yep. So I was one of the last ones. So here, here's a, here's something for you, Wrecker. So when the the commission was still around, uh, they collected the tax on, on, the, on, the, on the gate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So whatever, you know, if they sold $2,000 in tickets, they got $200. Right, they okay. wanted their cut. Yeah. Right, they wanted their cut. Oh, they got their cut. So, um, <laughs> what they would do for the wrestlers was that you had to have a doctor there, mm-hmm. a licensed physician in Illinois, and he would come and he'd put the blood pressure cuff and take your blood pressure and take and your you pulse. Right. And if it was too high, then you couldn't wrestle. Yeah, and you actually yep. had to sign off on it. Yep. You had to sign yep. off on it. Jeez, I, yeah. I, yep. 
That's new to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Here, here's a funny story for you about. Um, um, so, do you remember Bob Johnson from Cali, Cauliflower from Calgary? Yes. Where's the, you know, yeah. the white hair? So, Bob uh, was kind of like Stu Hart's lackey. Okay. He, he put the posters up and stuff and held right. out. He was backstage right. shows. So, Bill Kazmaier mm-hmm. was working for them on this loop or whatever. And I think it was um, Owen pulled the doctor's side and said, you got to make sure his blood pressure is too high. What? <laughs> so doctor comes in, puts a cuff on. That's eh, a little little high. I, I think what you really need to do is you need to go and mm. in the shower and put the cold water on for like 10 or 15 minutes. Oh, so man. here's Bill Kazmaier in a shower with cold water and trying to get his blood pressure down. And he comes back and, okay, you're good to go. And next night, it's too low. <laughs> He's told to go into the shower and turn the hot water in there. He's in there with the hot water blasting on him for like 10 minutes or 15 minutes or whatever. Goes back. Okay, yeah, it's okay. His blood pressure was fine. It was just all a rim. <laughs> oh, <my. laughs> uh, something else. Yes, the, 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 the things that we do to ourselves. Right. Oh. And to our friends. Yeah. And to our friends. Speaking of that, here's a funny story on Nick. Oh, boy. So we were up in Oshkosh, and Nick and uh, it was Nick and his mom. And Chris was there, and we were at the Perkins, and there was, I don't know who I was with. And, and so there was like six of us, maybe eight of us. And we all got separate bills and stuff, right? So go up front and pay a lady and stuff. And they get the hint. They showed up later, in like maybe half an hour or whatever. So we were done and paid our bill and everything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but he was kind of tucked around the corner. You couldn't see him. So told our waitress, we're going to pay for that. Goes over to his table. Hey, these guys said that you were going to take care of their bills and puts down like six or eight slips. He's like, what? What? <laughs> and we've already paid him. Yeah. Freaking him the hell out. Yeah, I did think of me. Yes, and yeah. I actually turned around and did it to a couple of the guys like a few months later. <laughs> it was so, yeah, like, welcome to the biz, kid, because yep. I, I was just, I was. Yeah, you were just, you were probably less than a year in. Yeah, because I started in 99. The first Oshkosh uh, was like Sawdust Days. Mm. I think that was, yeah, in 99. Mm-hmm. That was, I think it was like my first set of shows. Now, Jimmy said we had a show before Oshkosh, and I've looked around for it, and I honestly don't recall. Up in Wisconsin? It might have been. I mean, I kind of remember it, uh, but not that well. Uh, but Oshkosh days, it was Sawdust days, and that was that was a fiasco. We got in trouble because Rick Knight nice, was yeah. on the radio. What was he talking about? He was like, "Send the beer and hookers," and it yeah. was an actual like paramedic firefighter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We <laughs> didn't. We didn't know. I wasn't on there, but I, oh yeah, they came and found us. And, Who's talking about hookers and beer? Yeah, and river? yeah. They is like, they found would you rather us talk about? You know, beer and, and polka. Yeah. You know? But no, Rick Knight. Yeah, that was Rick Knight doing that deal. And I don't think. Yeah, we didn't. We never went back. back. We never went back. We ran at the. We ran at the. Uh, what's the name of the building there? It was the. It was like the Eagles Club. The Eagles Club. Yeah. Yes. Oh, and I've got a lot of that. You know, a lot of that footage. And I'm. Um. Here. Here's a funny story about. <laughs> at the Eagles Club. So, 
with uh do you remember Jabroni Drive? Yeah. Okay, that was a bar up there in Oshkosh. The guy was a huge wrestling fan, right? So he was sponsoring us. So we would go over there and, you know, we we you know, get discounts on drinks and stuff. So you know those pint glasses that they put beer, you know? Yeah, yeah. The, the, the pint ones, right? Yeah. So the girl that was behind the bar, she poured me two or three of those with about that much room for Coke. And it had all Bacardi in. No. <laughs> yeah, so, 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 you know, I'm talking to her and stuff. And I don't know, maybe I was hitting on her. I don't know. But I'm like, hey, I says, I want a shirt. Okay. So she comes out from the bar and she says, come on, follow me. So we go upstairs. I didn't even know there was an upstairs, right? We go upstairs, go up, there's a kid's shirt. And there's the owner with some chick right in front of his crotch. And we're just like, well, I uh, got the t-shirt and went back downstairs. <laughs> and then she actually came, because if you remember, the Plaza Hotel up there. Yeah, that's where the, pretty much everybody stayed. The pool, right, because the, the pool, pool was open 24, 24 hours for adults. Yes. Uh, so we would all get hammered. And then and go, then go the back show. there and bring back, you know, the other, I was, I, I had stopped, you know, because normally I had worked and then drove up there, wrestled, showered, and then went out and got pretty buzzed. And, oh, yeah, and we, yeah. were walking distance. Every we were walking distance. So we walked from the hotel to Zeroni Drive and yeah. then wherever else we went, it was that close. Yeah. Um, but then we, you know, like I remember Wall, you know, Wally would get a couple six packs and We'd well, all congregate at the at the pool. At the pool. <laughs> you know. at the pool. I remember that bartender, she came back and I wanna I wanna uh, uh she didn't have a swimsuit, so I actually had an extra pair of shorts and yeah. gave her shorts and gave her a t shirt so that she didn't ruin her shirt and, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> story, story, stories. Yeah, stories. Right. <laughs> story, story, story. You're you're heading out and you know, everybody knows you you're heading out to Sarasota and mm-hmm. all that. With you kind of slowing down, you know, wrestling-wise and stuff Say like what? That. Slowing down? Come on. Dude, I'm, I'm okay. So, here, all right, I'm going to do a little plug here. I'm booked in New Jersey on... on um, Joyzy. Joyzy, yeah. Joyzy. Uh, June 17th. I'm already booked in Florida for July 22nd. And I just found out yesterday that I'm going back to Santa Domingo to wrestle. Oh, nice. In July 16th. Okay. So I don't know what you're talking about slowing down, but well, I mean, I'm not going to be doing much, but I'm still getting in there. Yeah. <laughs> trying to uh, set I, the segue up to uh, the CAC. And... I will never retire. <laughs> never. Never, okay. never retire. Never. Uh, so but no, I'm working with the CAC. Yes. You have been doing it, oh, I mean, I know since I've gotten in, I, I went to a few after I've been in for, you know, the business for a little bit and filmed and so forth. Uh, but yeah, you're still very heavily involved mm-hmm. with CAC uh, and so forth. I mean, how are, you know, is some of the newer generations still coming out? I mean, and like paying homage and seeing the guys that some, paved, I, you paved know, the way for it. So, so, um, our, 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 uh, reunion in, in, um, April of 19, mm-hmm. <coughs> excuse me, was, um, at the Gold Coast. Right. And something happened and I won't go into detail. Um, 
But long story short, we weren't able to go back. They didn't renew our contract. Our, our right. contract was up in 19, and we weren't able to go back. And then COVID hit in 20, so right. everything was put off until September of 21. Mm -hmm. uh, was the first reunion since um, April of 19. Uh, and that was back at the plaza. So when I first started going in 03 or 04, it was at the plaza. Right. Uh, yeah, I remember yeah, plaza. And then, so back then, um, it was Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah. Okay. Thursday, they had, so it was Scott Casey, Les Thatcher, Harley Race, Paul Jones. They were the guys who kind of ran the tryouts for the guys. And in... After the trials were done, they started like 10 o'clock in the morning or whatever. And by 1 o'clock, they were usually done. By 2 o'clock, Les Harley, Scott Casey, and, and Paul Jones came up with uh, the names of the guys that they wanted to work the show mm -hmm. that Thursday night. Okay. okay? So then, um, and I was ref I was refereeing. <clears throat> Uh, those show those those shows. Then when it switched over to uh, the Gold Coast, Billy Blade started running the shows um, for you know uh, for the unofficial start. When they moved it to Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we were doing a show Sunday night, mm -hmm. and then Monday Monday. Now it's moved back to the Plaza. Didn't do a show last year. There was a show at the Nerd Bar, so the Plaza's at one end. Uh, there's a Denny's at the opposite end where I think we you start the uh, the uh, the what is it um, that monorail thing? No, not the monorail. You lay down on it, uh, bungee or uh, not bungee? Oh, zip oh, line, zip line, zip line. Yeah, yeah. So the, the zip line at the end it, yeah. it, it's over there. The nerd bar is over there, and um, it was upstairs. And uh, the the one guy that I know, Chris uh, Super Beast, he wrestles with NWA. Uh, he ran that show last year on a Monday night, I think, uh -huh. or a Tuesday night. It was from like 10 o'clock until I think the show was over by before 1130. Mm -hmm. And um, it, it wasn't the same. It just, you know. Right. Yes, because. Uh, different different well, I mean, different. you know, you, you when when they were doing the wrestling shows Sunday, Monday, yeah. it, you know. Sunday night, everybody congregated at the TGIF Friday and was drinking and eating and stuff. And then Monday night after after that show, and we were done, midnight came, and we would all go down to the other bar at the opposite end of the Gold Coast Pass where they elevated the escalators to go up to the, um, to the bowling alley. That's where we did the strut off. Yeah, okay. So Wow, that's funny. Yeah. Now, like when I went, you know, it says I... I got like three or four, you know, in a row under my belt, you know, because I was filming the stuff for him, trying to help and all that. But I don't know, Carl just, him and I, we, we were like oil and water. He just, <laughs> yeah, for some odd reason. And I meant well, and I thought I held my end of the deal. But anyway, it was like the first, the first day was a lot of the meet and greet and buy this, buy that and stuff, meet and greet, stuff like that. Uh, second night would be like early show uh baloney blowout mm -hmm. and then later that night a show and then the next night was like all the serious awards mm -hmm. and uh presentations and things like that but to work you know these guys to get on the show and you've got all these legends looking at you i've been fortunate to ref you know a couple matches but just I said that atmosphere of you're trying to work it 
and you know whose eyes are on you. Right. And uh, and it was open to the public, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, a different atmosphere and so forth. And you know, I wish they'd bring that back. You know, maybe you know, since you're down there in Florida, you can be yeah. Uh, yeah. Brian yeah. Blair's little yeah bitch pet project. <laughs> <laughs> be honest, bitch. No, I love Brian. Uh, I'm I'm actually gonna see him next Friday, uh-huh. uh, a week from today. Um, I'm uh, I'm either flying down Thursday afternoon. And driving up to Tampa, or I'm gonna fly right into Tampa on Friday because the Legend Luncheon is next Friday. Okay. Um, and um, they're honoring Eddie Graham, okay, who ran Florida Championship Wrestling, and then also the Bushwhackers. Nice. So Luke is gonna be there, and okay, um, Brian Blair will be there, Bob Cook. Um, so yeah, it's uh, at least I'll be now be able to go to go to those a, a lot more often. Yeah, that'd be nice. Let's talk about Paul, the Powell Hall of Fame. 2009, what? I think. 2009, 2010. Like, Something what, like that. What were your thoughts when you were told that you were going to be put into the Powell Hall of Fame? Anytime you are looked at by your peers in a positive light, it's always, it's always a good thing. It's always humbling mm-hmm. uh, and an honor. You know, at that time, um, I was not able to wrestle. Uh, I wound up getting a blood clot and I was on thinners and wasn't sure what was going to happen. And fortunately, I didn't come off of those Mm -hmm. uh, and then continued wrestling. Um, You know, I I don't know. Honestly, I think it would have meant a Not that it didn't mean a lot. I I, I think it would have meant a little bit more had it been a little later. but I mean, you know, again, it, it was Jimmy's decision to do, and and you know, I wasn't going to say no. Yes, just want to say thank you to our sponsors for helping out on the show, the Chicago Pizza Authority at 1050 Summit Street in Elgin. You could go to chicagopizzaauthority.com to check out all the specials they have going on, like this one, a 16-inch one-topping thin crust pizza. And your choice of a two-liter bottle of soda for eighteen ninety-nine. That's right. Uh, give them a shout eight four seven seven four two eight eight zero two. They definitely have the best pizza in the area. And Fonzie and the Dago Tees supplying their song "King of the Hill" as our theme song for the podcast. <laughs>